0: amazing stories. And the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole story told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana County. Where We Landed is supported today by Advanced Plumbing. Advanced Plumbing has been serving Grant County and the surrounding counties since 2000. Founded by Patrick Parnell, Advanced Plumbing has built a reputation for reliable, dependable, high-quality plumbing services at an affordable price. The legacy continues as Advanced Plumbing is now owned by Miranda Parnell Lozier and her husband Garen. With full team of licensed, highly qualified plumbers, Advanced Plumbing is your go-to option for all commercial and residential plumbing needs. Call us today at 765 765- 855-664-6061 for a free quote on your next plumbing project.
1: Welcome to Where We Landed. I'm Scott Miller, one of the hosts today, and I'm joined by Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. And Alicia Hazelwood. Hello. Good to see you guys.
0: Good,
2: Good to see you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's I feel th- like we're a little rough today. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's been a little rough for Scott today. (laughs) We may get Get into that. We
1: (laughs) may get into that. (laughs) Oh we will. It's enough about me. Let's talk about me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. My question for you guys today, just one question. Uh Uh-oh. What is something that you are currently obsessed with that everyone else should know about?
0: awkward silence as we're all <laughs> thinking currently. I, sh- yeah, I, sh- I should have it. thought about I, my answer before I said, it. go ahead. Yeah, Scott. That, right. So
1: I'll start. I, I am reading a book called the Cinderella strategy. It's about Butler's basketball and how they incorporated basketball back in the mid eighties to be their strategy for growth for the whole university. I just oh, wow. think it's fascinating. So all the way up until, you know, they went to two back to back championship games right. in the NCAA tournament and so it's just fascinating how the university poured resources into that and the benefit that it's had. So that's,
0: and when did they go to the championship?
1: They went in 2010 and 11.
0: Okay. So from 1980 to 2010, so it was is a 25
1: the, to 30 year strategy wow. that took them that long, but Talk about a long strategy. just the decisions that were made and, and how it's benefited the university. So that's what I'm pouring my time and energy into. Love it.
0: Um, I am currently obsessed with figuring out how to downsize and organize my house. Ooh! Like I feel like I have too much clutter and I tend to keep things because of the memory. And so I'm trying to keep the memory, but let go of the thing, mm-hmm. which is really difficult. But um, yeah, I'm just tired of having so much stuff. So I'm trying to figure out how to go through that process of getting
2: rid of stuff. I like so, it. Anything you've any tools or books or podcasts or anything you found? A
0: lot of Pinterest Mm -hmm. and in the process of organizing, like I'm trying to organize without buying stuff to organize. Right. (laughs) I'm trying to get rid of stuff. So um, and I'm actually finding some people here locally that are into doing that kind of thing. And so trying to figure out, you know, doesn't make more sense to have someone to professionally pay someone to come in and help me with it or what does that look like just so that I have more time to be with the family and I can clean easier because right now I'm cleaning around a lot of things and so that's kind of what I'm obsessed with right now
1: I like it I think you should talk to Jean and have her just come in and do it pro bono for you. <laughs> she, 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 I, I can't even find stuff that I put down on the coffee table last night; like it's just gone.
0: But you what have heck? young children; you shouldn't be putting things in their reach anyway. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, But yeah. It's, it's not them that's taking it; it's her. So, so she could definitely help you out. I might give Jean a call. And yeah, like see what She's, a, 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 right a, now I'm like really, like I'm really like, embarrassed
0: about just how dirty my house feels all the time because it's like a frat house at my house yeah well you got your high school season, kids yeah it's it <laughs> just it. like i'm like Ugh. so that's
1: well, just an <laughs> offer for you yeah. i love how you offered <laughs> your wife's <Yeah>. time without <laughs> even having it come right you know. yeah
0: hey gene scott said <laughs>
1: she'll appreciate it
0: yeah <laughs> i'm sure she will however i would be more than happy to
2: provide adult beverages while yeah, she's at my well, house she and would you have definitely to appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be her time away <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Cindy? Oh, I have to answer it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just looking at them. (laughs) Um,
3: What am I obsessed with right now? Um, I'm doing the cleaning thing too. And I do have a recommendation. Oh, sweet. uh, Yeah. For somebody you can watch that goes way far into the getting rid of everything, but it gives you hope. And so yeah, it, gives you it gives you hope. Are you talking about so, hoarders? Uh not hoarders, No. <laughs> no I'm not that bad. Not, okay. Not bad, but just the idea of of yeah, going through. It. And we've started that process months ago and they're just doing like a room at a time. Okay. And yeah. trying to get through. I don't know that I'm obsessed with it. I was. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm probably just obsessed with um. Getting my kids, like, through all their stuff. It's that time of year, <laughs> isn't it? Not not getting it. The like the kids grown younger. and You're out of the house. Obsessed with just, yeah, like, I don't know, getting them through all their, like, lessons and activities and, I don't know, and obsessed with trying to sign up for summer camps and, you know, I <laughs> get even, them out of the
2: house and out of my hair for a while. <laughs> oh, no. Cindy, aren't you, I'm trying to remember, are you the friend who just has your kids, like, go to summer camps no. all summer long? No.
3: No. Oh my gosh. Vacation I, Bible schools? Well, that was me when we first okay. came. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yes. I'm like, I think it yes. was you. The first were you just year, like, the first you had a, we you had a babysat our, all summer I, I long. I did. I had like, we were in that's every, classic. I used it for two reasons. I was like, we're checking out churches. Uh-huh. So, you know, we had just moved here. And, yeah, they were
2: in, like, So you let your children single, be the test dummy for of, church around here? <laughs>
3: kind of like, you know, where are they going to find it? So, yeah, we did that. Now, <laughs> no, no, no. That's any church she did now, not end up at. <laughs> I know. Now all the churches can be like, did she try ours? Um, but, no, yeah, we did that. But now, yeah, when you are paying... Like top dollar for all these summer camps? No, okay, <laughs> I okay. Go to one. <laughs> yeah. okay. it's I like six hundred bucks. Job. sometimes oh my to send them like, to like a, a week long week camp? camp. now.
2: okay. No. So all KJ, right, Kylie,
1: KJ, what's yours? Uh,
2: my current obsession is uh, bees. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So we're getting ready. It's uh starting swarm season once the weather starts to change. So um we're w- waiting for a swarm so that we can populate uh what does that mean so basically um, (laughs) you gotta have a queen i think yeah so when it gets warm um beehives they start getting active for the year and if they've if they are too large they'll swarm so they'll leave the hive that they're in and they'll that's when you see them like clumped up on a light post or a tree or something like that that's they've They've out basically, usually they've outgrown the hives that they're in. And so they're looking for a new house. So,
3: so you have Uh, a house for them to. So, we have an
2: empty house waiting for bees. So, basically, when, if anyone, listeners, if you find a swarm, contact me. uh, And then my mom probably, she's, she's the swarm lady. She's the, (laughs) she's the the swarm lady. Yeah. Uh, She'll come get them. And then, bring them to my house and hopefully they'll stay and then we'll have bees. So you want to have a nice
3: house for them to come to.
2: We do. Okay. So let me tell you a little (laughs) bit about the house that we have for them. So it's at our neighborhood garden. And I know I've talked about our neighborhood garden on here before, but um, my neighbors, we built this uh, like fenced in enclosure um, just because it's in the city. And so we didn't want, you know, kids to get into it or anything. We didn't want anybody to get hurt or anything. Well, my neighbors, I know they listen to this podcast, Ryan Kellermeyer <laughs> and Megan Mathias have decided they want to make this little bee yard the most hospitable little bee yard so the bees will never leave. So they have been working on home decor oh. to hang inside of the bee yard with like family photos of bees, <laughs> little <laughs> bee the Movie. best you can be, inspirational <laughs> signs, um, so it's just <laughs> going to be, once we get that swarm, they're never going to want to leave. It's going to be the best little. They're going to tell all their friends. Yeah. <laughs> I need so. to see
0: pictures on Instagram. Okay.
2: We're working on Instagram. I'll share it soon. Maybe, so they're own. we'll put own. it in the show notes. Yeah. they are going to have their entire.
1: Two quick questions for you. So do you have like the beekeeping outfit? Like, do you have the thing I you put do. over your head? I, and d-
2: the- I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to, I went, to, to, I went to bee school, uh, uh, a few months ago at, at Ball State. Ball State.
1: I yeah. not know they had a I want to see
0: your mom catch a swarm. Like I just want to stand back and watch how
1: she does yeah. that.
0: Like sit in my car with the windows <laughs> <up>. <laughs> and, and I, I want an on. outfit on too just because
3: just
2: I'm things. Right.
1: Well my second question is what do bees do in the winter? Like they do they
2: hibernate, right? In the, they kinda hibernate. Do you yeah. have to take
1: them to somewhere warm or do they they nope. make it they can make it outside? No.
2: As long as it doesn't get too too cold. Yeah. yeah. Um one thing that actually kills them usually in the winter is if you have one really nice day like in february or march they
1: start because they all
2: wake up and then they leave the hive and then it freezes again and they've used up all their energy that one day flying and so they run out of so basically they store sugar all over all in the fall and then that's what they live on all winter long
3: but in indiana that happens a lot i know it's really warm i think i think i think i
2: learned at b school that the um like the rate like a 50% survival rate for bees over the winter in Indiana. So it's not great. Yep. So
0: I'm now seeing Ryan and Megan like putting a roof and a little heater and like, stuff <laughs> like that heater. in a bee
2: house yeah. <laughs> yeah. To
1: the
0: bees nice and not. comfy. So they, they, they do make right like, uh,
2: like insulation wraps like that you can put Like I can, can see like little
0: flowering house plants kind of inside the little bee <laughs> yard.
2: Don't, so don't give them s- ideas. In a bee
3: house nicer than mine. Yeah. I know,
0: right? Yeah. All right. So now that we've spent 10 minutes talking about Bees. Be- <laughs> Um <laughs> which now is perfectly fine. <laughs> I know, right now we're all obsessed, obsessed with, with bees. bees and uh getting ready are hoarding stuff at our house. I get the opportunity and to introduce our guest today. She is Cindy Briggs. She is uh, came to our community uh, a few years ago and has just been a joy to get to know and her family and their children. Um, you cannot forget her husband Scott. Who is
1: They're both really, unforgettable.
0: Really, really tall and. Um, has had two very different careers in construction <laughs> and chiropractic. I, he's my chiropractor, and I'm actually terrified sometimes when I'm like, you're not going to hurt me, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but Cindy mm-hmm. is an amazing business leader and director and educator and a doctor. She has her doctor's doctorate's degree. So uh, Cindy, welcome to our podcast. Thank I'm excited you. to get to know more about how you landed here. Thank you. Um, and that's how we start. Oh, there's the chair. Right. Um, so Cindy, our very first question, and it just becomes conversational at that point, is how did you land here in Grant
3: County? How did we land? Well, it was literally five years ago next week. So oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Yeah, next week. Um we have we've been a few places. We have uh, you know, in our fifties, but Scott and I met and married in Montana, where he's from, and that was 16 years ago and when we were in Montana we had a chiropractic clinic there and there were it was a very small community I mean it was almost like Marion and there were 23 chiropractors in that small area yes it was it was really just oversaturated ranchers
0: have lots of back problems and so
3: (laughs) we we just we decided at that time we were going to move we we were in Dallas, Texas for about 10 years. Then we were in Salt Lake City for a couple of years while he was doing a specialization in um, pregnancy and infant care for chiropractic. There was a specialist out there and he spent two years kind of learning all of that. So we knew we weren't going to stay out there for two years. I mean, after the two years. And because, um, again, it's cold
2: all the time. It was cold all the time.
3: Uh, but, and so
2: you ended up in Northern I know, I know Northern
3: <laughs> Well, I'm from Louisville originally. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. And so I knew I wanted to kind of get back towards this area. And again, it was one of those things of I was a professor, so it was a little bit harder for me to get a job than for him to – Go be a chiropractor somewhere. I mean, he could do that anywhere. So we just thought, okay, whoever gets a job or wherever that happens. And so I got a job here locally for a university that I came for. And that's what brought us here. But I stayed for a year and just wasn't the perfect fit. And but at that time we kind of looked at each other and thought, and then you said he had a couple of different jobs. He um when we moved here and you know, when you're in a job and you're not sure if it's going to stay, he was doing building and construction and just because he could go do that right away. And we were thinking about the chiropractic field. After I left that position, we still wanted to stay here. I mean, we were like, we were making friends, we were making connections. So that's when we decided to go ahead and open up our first chiropractic clinic which was funny because he was seeing people out of our house
0: which you can go ahead and say the name like you know briggs family chiropractic <laughs> yes and, we like um, to share briggs, local businesses briggs on our family show.
3: chiropractic but we the funny part was he was seeing people out of our living room and uh, and he would call me because uh, i'm sorry scott but like men he would call me at <laughs> 10 after 4 and say hey i have somebody coming at 4 30. well we're in our house and I'm like, okay, kids, you know, pick up everything. And, you know, everything's got to go out of the living room. And, um, I threw him out. I, I, I threw him out. <laughs> finally. Professionally. Professionally. There was the, the one last kind of straw was, you know, it was kind of crazy. I was trying to get ready for something. He said somebody was coming and after they left, I said, you got to go get an office. Like we're, we're finding an office like next week. <laughs> so yeah, but that's how we landed here was me coming for a job. And then we just chose to stay and open businesses here. So And so
0: what's your area of expertise? Kind of talk to us a little bit about what it is that you teach and what you're currently doing now. Uh, right.
3: So my expertise and you were saying I have my doctorate. I so we didn't get married till we were in our late 30s. First marriage for both. We didn't get married. So hobby for me was school. I mean, I just kept <laughs> collecting degrees. It just right. I, I mean, my dad used to say, are you ever actually going to leave college. I'm like, I don't think so. I, I kind of like <laughs> it. I kind of like I kind of like this and just always wanting to learn new stuff. So I ended up during this time, after I got my bachelor's, I ended up getting three master's degrees. Um, so I have one in business administration, one in higher ed administration, and one in public administration, because everything I was doing with nonprofits and business coaching kind of all intersected with those three things. It was always, what do we need to know about the government? What do we need to know about nonprofits? nonprofits, for profits. And then while I was doing that, I went ahead and got my doctorate in organizational leadership. So during that time, I was teaching business. I taught management and leadership and just everything that went into business. And I've taught everything from community college level up to doctorate level. I've done all of it. Um, loved that part because I love just seeing people. I love working with like future entrepreneurs. I love helping them just get that spark and like, I can do this. And so that was why I loved my teaching. And when I left teaching to focus more on my kids, and I'm still doing some part time teaching online, um, then I started doing more business coaching. People would call and I want to start a business, but I don't know where to start. What do I do? And so I would get into that and start helping them from, you know, step one. I mean, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to, what's, what's your business? What do you want to register as? Uh, And then work them all the way through to launch. So that's been really fun. And that's kind of where I have found like kind of my sweet spot is just getting people to that launch point. So helping them with all the beginning stages. And then it's funny that you said like, what am I obsessed with now? And I should have thought of this because it's something I'm doing later is, I'm I'm obsessed with business etiquette. Like I'm just, I've become like this huge fan because I feel like in some ways we lost some of that. So I've been teaching lately a lot of business etiquette classes on just kind of how to handle those social situations and how to do things that are just, that I think we've lost along the way.
1: Why did you choose to go into that field originally? You kind of talked a little bit about you know, you like helping entrepreneurs, but what got you interested in it? it in on?
3: starting the, the school? Yeah. It has been, it's been like a transition. When I was in college, my goal was politics, was political. And I, like, I really, I took Russian in college. Like I, I couldn't tell you a I, maybe a word if I tried to think about it hard enough right now. But vodka. I, <laughs> I <laughs> say vodka. I think if somebody knows Russian, I think Stroscovy is a word. If it's I, I think I think I think that's one that comes to <laughs> we mind. Might need, a lot of we, our Russian. Do we, do we
2: need to bleep? No, <laughs> no, no. no, no I not Are we gonna get any of those words? Are we gonna like, get an E on our podcast? <laughs> no, this is <laughs> not I think
3: it's like hi or like how are you? There you go. Hi like hello, not hi like hi. (laughs) No, but I I really thought of this whole idea of I wanted to be like an ambassador. I wanted to go and like totally be in politics. And I did that when I first got out of school. I was uh, I lived in Florida for a while and I worked in politics and. And yeah, so it just sort of everything like the steps when I go back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see how that happened. At the time, it looked like I was just being scattered and had no clue what I wanted to do. But it was like, OK, I was in politics and then I worked into the nonprofit field. So I spent years doing fundraising and nonprofit and that type of thing. And then that's where I thought there's this because this was long, long, long time ago Um, before Kylie. I don't know. It's a long time ago. Uh, But I was looking, and at that time, it was very much nonprofits and for-profits were very apart. I mean, it was just, there was not that connection. I remember I joined Rotary at that time, and I was the only nonprofit. And even having to convince my board at that time why we should pay for me to be in a business business, you know, networking group. I'm like, because those are the people we need. I mean, those are the people that we we don't need to hang out with the other nonprofits. Right. I mean, it's great. We all love our own mission, you know, the mission. What we need is the business community to come around us. So I was the first nonprofit that was in there at the time. And then that's when I thought I need to know more about business. I need to get more business savvy Um, and that's when I started my MBA was back then. So I, I just, it was all these different connections of how to do that. And then the entrepreneurial part, um, Scott and I, just when we got married, it's, we're always, we're just these people who are like, oh, we should start this. And like, oh, we should start that. And it's not always been good. Um, I talk about, and I, I will talk about this in a minute. I have a podcast and I brought it up on mine one day that, uh, like, What was it? When we had our first chiropractic clinic 16 years ago, we had to file bankruptcy. I mean, and that was like something that you, we didn't talk about. And for a long time, I'm like, I'm a business coach who's a fraud, you know, because I'm like at the, at the time I wasn't business coaching, but here I'm telling people what to do. And we sat in a bankruptcy court and, but I needed to let people know it's okay. It's okay sometimes to fail when you learn from it. And we are probably much better entrepreneurs now because of that failure than we ever were before. Um And well, so allows
0: you to coach people through it, that, through that hard thing. Too.
3: Yeah. And I told people, I said, we were sitting in this courtroom and people are getting kind of, kind of not yelled at by a judge, but just like, you know, how'd you do this? And why did you do this? And you can't, you can't keep doing this. And we're sitting there scared to death. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to be publicly humiliated here. And after, I mean, we got up and we talked to the judge and at the end he looked at us and he said, don't let this stop you. He's like, you all took a chance and don't let it stop you. And from then on, we're like, you know, it's, it's okay. Sometimes it's scary but, and I can help people when they say, but you know what? I did this, okay? I did this and it's right. all right. So that's been, I think my love of just entrepreneurs and especially not just females, but but women who are like, I can never, I could never do that. I can't start a business. I'm like, why? Like, why can't you, like who, you know, there's nobody that says you can't other than you, yeah. so. That's
1: great, thanks for sharing that. You know, those are tough things to talk about, but so important to, to understand how you got to where you're at.
3: Yeah, I, I think, and that's what we were talking about before we started this. I think sometimes it's so easy for the negative things in your life to become like these dark spots. These like that spots, becomes the
2: narrative. That right.
3: Yeah, like that it's all the dark and it's all the, but, and I, I'm just going to pull out faith thing here but i say all the time i'm like that's where like satan wants you is in the dark you yeah. know and sometimes you have to bring light onto it and so now we kind of are much more public about our hard times because somebody else is going through it, it wasn't yeah. just us Yeah.
0: you mentioned mm-hmm. you have a podcast what's the name of the it podcast because so we like to share that too oh, well, we're always that. looking for uh, stuff to listen to it's
3: the business professor with dr cindy briggs and so we talk i talk about everything from Business, you know, to starting, to lifestyle, to, um, yeah, just to some of my background. So mm-hmm. I just, I look at it, I tell people it's kind of like going to business class without the exams.
2: <laughs> oh. And so,
3: yeah, I get to be, you know, the professor without ever, you have to take the test. You don't have to grade the test. I don't have to grade papers. You don't have to, don't have to, right. don't have to yell right. at people. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't have to see people sleeping during my lecture. So no. even if they're doing it during my podcast, yeah. I don't have to watch it. <laughs> I don't have to watch it. <laughs> How long have you been doing the podcast? It has been about two years. I am I thought we
2: started around the we same time. Did. You were a little ahead of us. You,
3: yeah. And you were way more consistent than I am. <laughs> so like I said, I sit here and I'm like, oh, you know, they have this nice setup. I do it at my desk, in my home office, and I have to do it around lawnmowers outside my window or my dog's barking. And now if you listen to my podcast, you will hear my dog's barking. And I'm just you've like, just yeah, we're it, just going to go with that. You've just given up. Well, I've that. just given up on anything of it being super clear well, and like professional.
0: <laughs> Every once in a while you might hear a doorbell and ours. but I, No, it's fine.
3: (laughs) I, you know, we, it, 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 I just go with it. So I'm like, that's Tilly, that's Cooper, that's the lawnmower. You know, it's it's all
1: fine. I just pulled it up. That's a great picture.
3: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that's really nice. Nice. So
1: the business professor with Dr. Cindy Briggs.
3: You're looking to yeah, and it's on everywhere
2: you can find. Any 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 stories you've heard from people who listen? Anything um, they've pulled out that that you want to share with us?
3: Well, yeah, because you do, you wonder sometimes, like there's times that I'm like, is anyone listening? I I mean, I will pull up the stats and I see, you know, people are downloading it or listening to it, but I'm just like, Is this making any difference at all in the world? And, um, and then like, right when I start thinking, oh, this just isn't even worth it. uh, Then somebody will, somebody will email and they're like, oh my gosh, I heard your podcast or somebody that I knew from Salt Lake City had sent me a Facebook message and said, I listened to every episode and I love the content you're putting out there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know, this is good because I also do a lot of work on Instagram and Mm. same way. Like they, you know, I mean, there's like fifteen thousand followers and i'm like i'm doing nothing no and then i'll get one person that's like oh you made me try this or you know you encouraged me at this point i'm like okay it's worth it even for those few people it's okay
1: (laughs) one of our goals is to try and help local businesses succeed and so how how do you find new prospects for the work that you're doing and how can our listeners or team around the table help you find well prospects.
3: right now so my work is I, at my work i do and it you know kind of comes just uh, you know i don't even know just through online things um our chiropractic business which is our local i mean that's where I spend a lot of my time too doing the business end because Scott is an amazing, amazing chiropractor, even though amazing. I'm amazing. I, I mean, I am a never married. hurt me. I'm married <laughs> to him, but he he really did. He won awards when he was in school for like best adjuster and just he's really, really good and really cares about his patients. I mean, spends time with them, talks mm-hmm. them through things and. Um, I'm the business end. So he does all things chiropractic. I do all the other things, um, the, the marketing. And I think that's the thing we have to remember, especially with small businesses. And people don't think of a chiropractor as a small business, but we are. I mean, yeah. we, we are. And when we opened up our Marion Clinic, we had one in Converse for a couple of years. We opened up Marion and we kind of assumed after two years in Converse, people would know us it was still like opening up a brand new business when we opened the one in Marion and it still is. And we need to remember that these small businesses don't have huge marketing budgets. We don't have, you know, we can't be everywhere and all the time. And so, yeah, just to remember that and like give, go give small businesses a chance, all of them in the community, because we just can't, you know, take out, we did billboards once and, you know, I'm like, oh my goodness! So
0: you still have the two locations? We do. We Converse still have two locations.
3: Marian. We do. Um, we just split time. So he's in Converse a couple days a week, Wednesday morning, Thursday afternoon, and then he's in Marion the rest of the time. And, and the so, Marion location
0: has a massage therapist as well. We do.
3: We do. And we also have on site a functional medicine um, doctor and a naturopath that come in once a week. And so it's it's kind of this whole full blown healthcare. And I think the thing is people. Um, People tell me all the time, well, I, I, yeah, I've heard and it's I've heard it's good, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid to go to a chiropractor. And I'm like, OK, but you're not afraid to go to your doctor, doctor. <laughs> you know, you're not afraid to go to your MD and you're not afraid to like if an MD said, hey, you need to take these prescriptions, people just do it. So it's kind of like I always tell people, give it a chance. I mean, there's more to chiropractic than just I have a headache or I have a neck pain or, you know, this hurts. It is really a healthcare lifestyle it is a proactive lifestyle so when you keep everything adjusted and in line you just everything's working better i mean all your you know everything in you do. and i'm not the doctor that way the other mm-hmm. doctor um but people will because they'll see that i'm a doctor and they they start asking sciencey medical <laughs> like, things i'm like wrong doctor i'm business like doctor. i'm like <laughs> well i'm like well here's what i do know because i've been this this is a funny story so I, when I was young, um, when I was 30, I had back surgery. I had done a really stupid thing in college that won't be on a podcast. Or, um, <laughs> that but, we will hear about later now. <laughs> but I did a really stupid thing in college. But I I ended up with back surgery when I was 30. Um, I had a ruptured disc, went into my spine, all this type of thing. Had neurosurgeons involved. Well, at the time, I did not know chiropractic at all. And I remember this neurosurgeon telling me "No." you will never be able to go to a chiropractor. Like, Don't even, don't, and I'm like, okay, well, I, why would I? Like, that's crazy. Um, and they said, you will typically need another back surgery in like 10 years, because once you have one, you tend to get them again. And so that was when I was 30. So not only did I, you know, start going to a chiropractor, I married one right. at 37. <laughs> so seven years later, because, you know, when I met Scott and he told me what I did, I thought, oh yeah, no, that's no, we can't, we can't. we're not going to be able to make that work. Um, And the good news is, is, I've never had another back surgery. I mean, and it's been 25 years. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a good thing. So yeah. When they say don't ever go see one, just go marry one. It's all
0: good. <laughs> I don't know about marrying
3: one. But <laughs> I will say
0: Scott's a very good listener because I didn't want to go. I was like, no, don't touch my neck. I'm so scared I'm gonna end up paralyzed. <laughs> and he listened to my Crazy theory, and, and did not pop my neck the first time I went in. And then it. he was like, Now that you trust me, yeah. I can pop your neck and you won't even hear it. And I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> right, whatever. And he did, and, it and was it's no big deal. Good. And now I'm just like, Whatever you need to do, fix yeah. it.
3: <laughs> well, and what's interesting, and I'm, now I'm going to be a stats nerd here, but what's interesting is there's like chiropractors, there's not more like medical um, malpractice on them than MDs. I mean, yeah. like, it's not like they have more issues. So, so i'm going to tell everybody go see a chiropractor yes not just a chiropractor scott so, right
0: <laughs> briggs family chiropractor. chiropractic
3: yeah so back
0: to you though because oh, you to keep me. directing off of and we may be leading that a little bit but so you moved here yes. and landed you mentioned you have kids we and do we talk about new families coming to our community um What are the things that made you stay? How did you get connected? How did you build that network? Um, Especially after being at a university that has kind of an ingrown family network, you left that but still chose to stay. So I'm interested in that kind of thought process. Well,
3: when we first moved here, um, and you two know this, I, I, I just... Connect. I just, I just go meet people. She forces you to be friends. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be my friend. I, I like thank you. I think you called me. I was here like three weeks. Yeah, I think, and you and we said,
2: "I'm a business pr- professor at Indiana Wesley, and I want to meet the chamber." Yeah, let's have coffee. Right. And I think we had coffee maybe the next day. I
3: know. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did, and you remembered me all those times later. Um.
1: I can sense this is going to go in a, bad, in a bad direction. <laughs>
3: me all these times like, <laughs> and then I, I met you right yep. after because you came you all were getting together after and yep. so then we had coffee and then iris came in somewhere along the route uh, kids i think and i don't know so we, yeah um so how did i get connected i mean i i just made an effort of going out and just getting involved in the community things like the you joke about the VBS's, but we met a lot of people, <laughs> we met a lot of friends, <laughs> vacation that, like. Bible school, <laughs> the way, yeah, vacation Bible suit. schools, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we met people, and then that first summer we were here, uh, like my kids got active in one of my uh kiddos did CSA, like did the um theater camp and was in theater, and so we're still active, they still do CSA. Things today, I mean, they're involved in different things, and so I think it's just we have these things here, and you just have to, you know, you just have to go search them out. You have to go look, and so that's and the kids just got connected through things at our church, or um, you know, activities and and sporting things and camps, and so we, yeah, and me being connected, yes, I I just went out and I just wanted to meet people and get to know people in the area and. I, when I think back over the last five years, it it has, it's all been connections through just picking up the phone. You just can't be afraid. You can't, and you can't, what I found, like people will say to me sometimes, well, I just haven't connected here or, you know, I moved here and I just, I don't feel connected at all. I'm like, well, who have you called? Who have you emailed? Who, you know, what, what events have you gone to to support? Have you gone to the local, you know, sporting events or art events? Well, no, but nobody's invited me. Well, yeah, go buy a ticket. Yes. <laughs> go buy a ticket and go. Cindy
0: says you don't have to be invited. You don't have, you have to be invited. <laughs> you just
3: show up. You just tell them you're going to come. But, yeah, I think part of it is you, you do. You have to get out and search out those opportunities, which we did with, with our
2: kids.
1: If If my memory serves me correct. <laughs>
3: I okay, we got it like I think yeah, that that's...
1: you were in Rotary with us early yeah, on. Yeah, so I see. Like, when them. I first joined Rotary. I still
3: am. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, what, what other things are you and your family involved in here in the community? Yeah. <laughs> Do you we're serve gonna on any boards? i to have to
2: address, gonna address, gonna have to address <laughs> now do you,
3: because Do you yeah.
1: serve on any boards or
3: uh Scott, Scott is on the YMCA board. <laughs> really? Um, yes. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now everybody's gonna laugh more. Yeah. Anyway, we uh we're yes, we are active um on some boards. I am not as active on boards as I have been just because I'm the one with Scott running the chiropractic businesses. I'm the one like taking kids everywhere. And so I'm not, I'm not as flexible um, as far as being on boards with that. Uh, But we do still, I mean, we're active in just community organizations and when things like when there's events and we try to be really supportive of those and show up at those. So.
0: Where we landed is supported today by Advanced Plumbing. Advanced Plumbing has been serving Grant County and the surrounding counties since 2000. Founded by Patrick Parnell, Advanced Plumbing has built a reputation for reliable, dependable, high-quality plumbing services at an affordable price. The legacy continues as Advanced Plumbing is now owned by Miranda Parnell Lozier and her husband Garen. With a full team of licensed, highly qualified plumbers, Advanced Plumbing is your go-to option for all commercial and residential plumbing needs. Call us today at 765 765- 664 6061 for a free quote on your next plumbing project.
1: Well, we love having him on the Y board.
3: Well,
0: thank
1: you. And so, <laughs> so there's a little backstory here.
2: <laughs> I just gonna and Scott's gonna just gonna tell on yourself.
1: Yeah. Scott's gonna have to say so it now. I um I h- talked to Cindy and Scott probably three to four years ago. Maybe not even that long, maybe two years ago. We went to breakfast.
3: three because we've had the chiropractic for three. So I was
1: thinking it was right (laughs) early on in the pandemic or right before the pandemic. And so Scott, because of his background in construction, we had had lunch a couple of times. And then I got a call from Charlie Meyer, who runs the Y and I serve on their board. And he said, Hey, I think we've got a new guy that would like to join the board. His name's Scott Briggs. And he's got a chiropractor. And I didn't. I never, until yesterday, <laughs> did not put two and two together that this was the guy that I had lunch with. And we've had meetings at the Y board for five months now. And I still couldn't. And I went up to him early on and I said, hey, man, it's great to meet you. So glad to have you here. And, and, uh, and it was like two totally separate worlds for me. I thought chiropractor and construction... Never Couldn't put be the, the same two And in together.
0: fairness, yeah. why would you? Because yeah, those are two yeah, very, very different business very different entities. entities. So, However,
1: if you've met Scott or Cindy, they're very memorable. <laughs> like they, They're uh, people Scott's that like, you would remember. Scott's like, what, 666? He played
3: football in college and <laughs> through. like I'm he's, wondering he's, he's if a big he guy. was
1: sitting down every time <laughs> when I came into the restaurants. Like, he may have already he's been seated. just suit- not forgettable.
3: So, I just want to
0: tell you, I absolutely adore how vulnerable you are, how you own that space and how you let us pick on you. But yeah. I'm pretty sure
3: since it just happened in the last 24 hours, public humiliation yeah. needs to take place. And, now, well, it's and so now it's recorded, so now it's recorded. That's right. So
1: and we love. You. Just to we be clear, you, I did call Scott yesterday and let him know how stupid I am, that I could not figure this out. He hasn't called me back, so oh,
2: <laughs> he
3: like oh, that. He, you know, he again. made me hold he, no, he, I mean, he's, he's waiting, but, waiting to see. But for anybody so. who forgets, oh,
1: something's fairly significant. See, You've got a friend in me. This so. is okay. It's <laughs> okay. So,
3: but no, we are now that our now that our children are a little bit older, Scott, and especially me, I'm kind of getting back reengaged. But when you, uh, the the thing that is hard to find when you have young kids, Scott babysitters yeah. people don't oh, yeah. babysit like they used to so young people listening to this there's a whole world and money available <laughs> and a job opportunity in like and you can
0: contact cindy Cindy and i will help you start a small business around baby smart
3: uh, yeah anything you want uh we will get it going because babysitters are tough so now that they're a little bit older we can uh, we're getting really like really reengaged and and how old
0: are your kids
3: we have a um we have a 14 year old a almost 13 year old and a 10 year old so our two daughters and then our son is our youngest um our oldest daughter does not live with us right now which i think Mm -hmm. we were going to talk about um she is at a special school and so our almost 13 and 10 are at home and you homeschool them we do we do. <laughs> this was, um it, it, you know, and it's kind of one of those things and especially now because we've reengaged to in some political areas here and obviously education is a really big thing that people talk about. And when we say we homeschool, it's, it's kind of a hot button when you say that. Mm. And, but we... You know, there might be a little bit of political behind it, very little, but mostly it's because our kids are just in this weird spot. And um, our, our older daughters, we adopted them from foster care and they dealt with just some some things that, they're you know, it just takes them a little bit longer to connect with some things. And so unfortunately, when you're in a school with 30, you know, 30 kids in a classroom, it just, they kind of can't get moved along and we were noticing that that they were falling further behind. So I can meet them where they are, which is really good and it helps them kind of connect our middle daughter struggles with all things middle daughter as far as you know, I'm not smart enough and I'm not this and and so we can pour that into her that you're doing great, you're doing your best. My son on the other hand, he um he kind of keeps surpassing like he keeps doing more and he loves to learn and read he's kind of me he's going to collect degrees probably one day um but I can also meet him at that spot so that's really what it was is more just being able to kind of meet them exactly where they needed to be um and then they're both very into arts and music and we can do lessons and all that stuff so
2: yeah and tell us a little bit about your advocacy at the national level with rad and a little bit more for maybe those who don't know what that is.
3: Yeah. Um, so like I said, we adopted from foster care, and this is not something that's just for adoption or just from foster care. So I don't ever want people to think, oh, you know, it's just this area. Um, but RAD is a condition, it's reactive attachment disorder, and it comes a lot of times in that from trauma. So if if a child has experienced trauma, at a very early age they can come with this condition and what this is is it's it's what it says it's this attachment where they just kind of detach very young and they they just can't reattach so you think about if you've had a child um if you're a mom a dad you start talking to that baby like when you're pregnant you're talking to it and you're loving it and then you're holding it and it just kind of creates that attachment bond with some of these kiddos, these kiddos, they just don't create that bond or it breaks. And had a doctor one time said, it's like a river in your brain that's your attachment and rad is like a dam. Um, and it, it blocks the river and with some rag kids, you get some water through the dam and so they can function a little bit better with other kids. It just blocks the river and it, it just is there. Um, unfortunately that's what happened with our older daughter because she took the brunt of a lot of the trauma, um, when we adopted her and before we adopted her, she didn't take the trauma when we adopted her. Um, and so from the time she was about five we she got diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder and it has been 10 years almost 10 years of constant um searching for answers going to doctors going to therapists doing hospitalizations medications all the things that you can do i mean we we would we were trying everything uh, and it just as they get a little bit older, it just gets uh, it gets worse within the house. And so we found a facility and, and I don't say the facility. If you need to know that, I will tell you that kind of privately, mm-hmm. but we don't publicly put that out just mm-hmm. for safety reasons. But um, we found a facility that deals with Rad uh, and that's where she's at. She's at this facility where she will live. Um, most likely till she's so 18. It's,
0: so it's a school. It's like a school. A it's living. a home. It's a, yeah.
3: it's a home environment. I mean, it's a yeah. campus. And so they have, you know, dorms, but they have house parents and people say, well, why is it better there? Well, with a rad child, they just, they go there and they know the things they have to do. It's kind of a checklist mentality. I know I have to do this, 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 this every day. It's the same. It doesn't change. My house parent are the teachers and they're the people in my church and it's everybody's together. So they can't manipulate adults against each other and they can't um, kind of get into those types of trouble, and so it's a safe environment for them because they know what's expected every single day. If again, if you're in a household with kids or without kids, every day is different. I mean, you don't know. You wake up, and it, this could happen, or I have to run here with it. With a severe ride child, you just that they can't function that way. It's like if the schedule changes, everything blows up, and that could be for weeks. Um, right. And in some cases, you know, with with rad kids, the lying and the manipulation and the um, just the, the trauma they bring into a family can start to be really dangerous. Yeah. And uh, and so I know there's people even in Grant County that are dealing with this and just we've met with families and we tell them all the time, you're not alone because that's another one of those things. Like I was saying earlier about the bankruptcy, it's another one of those things that you just you're embarrassed and you're you just Hide and you kind of just like hole up in your house and think, you know, we can't let people know what's going on um because of the external judgment. Oh, that comes the in judgment on that. was horrible and it, from so many different levels. And when we talk about you know friends and churches and all that types of thing. People would just, you know, not believe us or or think we were the crazy, you know, we were crazy and it, we weren't. It was just something that is a battle. And RAD is not very well known, but it is becoming more known because more people are speaking out. And so there is a, a national group called RAD, um, the um, RAD Advocates. So it's out of um, Colorado. There's an office in Colorado and one in Atlanta. And I've served on their national board because we have to be more public about it. We need people to understand what it is.
0: I feel like it definitely creates that support system, not just for the families for their own internal acceptance and that type of thing. But what a great way to to take this individual, this child that doesn't have the coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's a dam. They don't know it's a dam. They don't know. And to build in that structure to build in an environment and create an environment where they can be successful. Right. The people working with them know and believe what they're dealing with. Um, so I just want to shout out to you and, and Scott for one, turning over every stone you possibly could for your children, which is what we all do as parents, oh, yeah. but also to, to, go the extra mile and be an advocate and volunteer your time in that space for all these families and kiddos that are still in that space of, you know, what do we do understanding what, what it is that we do, um, in having children and getting them connected and that type of thing you said in homeschooling, are there homeschooling networks that you've been involved in locally and what does that look like? There are
3: so many, um, and if people are, yeah, if, you, if you're interested in that, and it, when you homeschool, it's again, one of those things where you're trying to figure out like the best curriculum to use and what is like going to work for your family and your kids and that type of thing. So there are so many different groups in the area that you can look into. And it, it's it's almost like a philosophy type thing of like what type of homeschool environment. Um, my kids do like structure. I mean, they're, so there's some that are much more loose as far as the structure. My kids like structure. So we're part of something called classical conversations, which is a group. Um, we have a group here in town that it, yeah, it digs into more of that classical education. It's a lot of reading books. It's a lot of kind of public speaking. Um, it, it, I just look at it as it's all those things that you want your kids to have when they get older as far as an adult and be able to deal with. And so it's, you know, and my kids, like we push them into not push them. I won't say push them. We encourage encourage them in their entrepreneurial roles. So both of my kids have businesses, um, so, uh, Jackson has a business where he picks up dog poop in people's yards charge and charges for it. And people pay for that because they don't want to do it. And so he's got, Send you know, he's right? got, he's got like, you know, <laughs> like he, he just got a couple he, of more business He stuff. has <laughs> business cards and then, um, Reagan designs jewelry and now she's designing, um, clothes for Barbie dolls and sewing them and oh, selling wow. them. And so in that classical environment, we can encourage that and kind of work all that together. So that's. That's how I get them connected. And they, yeah, they see us be entrepreneurs. And so they're, they're all about it. Plus we just won't give them money for no reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> for me, yeah. parents that way. And, and so like, my parents like,
0: will give me money for yeah. this. Somebody else's parents <laughs> will give me money. They're for
3: like, this. they're like, you know, Hey, we want, I need $40 for this. I'm like, and what's a good way to earn that? Okay? <laughs> like, how are we going to earn that?
1: Cindy. So Scott's from Montana uh-huh. and you're from, from Louisville. Louisville. Where do you guys like to go for vacation? Do you have a favorite vacation, vacation. destination? Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> vacation. What kind
3: of small business? Oh, <laughs> yeah, vacation. Um, We, yeah, it, it, we like, um we like, different places and so we like go back and forth scott is all about like going to a cabin in the woods and putting a fire on the fire pit and then just sitting there literally for a week um, so he which, loves 1812 it, it, other than like <laughs> when his contacts fry <laughs> to his eyes um but we he he loves that i i like beaches and so and i like water so we've kind of found places that are like um lake houses are good like where he can have a fire pit and yeah where we get both we have we've been a couple times to a um, place in georgia in the mountains that we love and so we're looking at more vacations and scott when he listens to this we need more vacations um (laughs) so we'll be encouraged so watch our social Mm -hmm. media because if we ever close we we put it on social media everywhere that we're not going to be there right (laughs) yeah so yeah anywhere
1: um my last question, then these guys will follow up with some end of this podcast yep. questions. But so five years here in the community. Yes. What do you love and what would you adjust if you could after five years?
3: What do I love? Well, I've lived in larger cities. So Dallas, I lived 19 miles like from the city. And it usually took me about an hour and a half to do that 19 miles. So I love like driving here. And I laugh when people are like, I hit traffic today. I'm like all four cars that were in (laughs) front of you was traffic. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I, I, yeah, I just love the ease. I love the community feel. I love that just people are here. And when, when there is something that happens here, I've never seen more community support about people rallying around illnesses, or if something happens to somebody, it just, I love that part. Um, me and, and yeah, probably, and it's coming. We're getting more. I like shopping. And so like, you know, there's some things. There's, there's, there's a big box store that I probably shouldn't mention, but that isn't here. Um, <laughs> that I would love to be in this area. Uh, but yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I, I, I think just more. We've been talking about this lately. Just all of us as a community. I, I want to see more community pride. That I, that for me, it's like, stop passing the buck. Stop looking to somebody else and saying, well, somebody needs to clean our town. Somebody needs to, you, we are somebody. And right. so I'm like, stop pushing it to somebody else that I would like to see. Cause we are a small community. So why not, you know, we don't have this big city atmosphere. Let's pull together and and improve the things that we need
2: to improve.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
3: Love. You're
2: welcome. Um, okay we have two more two questions okay. um uh what are your favorite like when someone's visiting what are what are some of your favorite places to take them oh we were just Grant telling County?
3: people last night and we were at a dinner last night and we were telling people like all the cool places they should go so uh-huh. yeah i was just like okay you gotta go to obi's barbecue because we love obi's um Ashley's like Ella and then Ivanhoe's. We we're telling people about Ivanhoe's too you got to go there and get the mm-hmm. strawberry shortcake then go check all like we do have cool bu- boutiques mm-hmm. um I mean we got cheek cheap mercantile that opened up and 210 express or 210 boutique mm-hmm. um and then all the ones down true envy all around the, the square so yeah I tell people like go check out these cool shops
2: that we have that are yeah. popping up everywhere. absolutely uh and last question and go see a chiropractor yes and while you're here yeah, yeah exactly family from carrying all
3: those shopping That's bags so when you're going to need the adjusted the you're going to need right. adjusted and a massage from our massage <laughs>
2: therapist yes <laughs> all right and last question is uh always the same uh, what are you watching reading and listening to anything we should be adding to our list besides
3: where we landed <laughs> exactly um okay so let's see watching i am well okay i was hooked on firefly lane but that but it ended um sadly and if you're watching it i won't
2: don't say anything i haven't
3: watched it yet i had to binge watch it because people kept posting about it so i binge (laughs) watched it last weekend um i I, i'm still finishing up the crown i i don't know i just love. I, i don't know i think i was i was british or something at some point because i just love watching the crown um watching and then typically if scott is watching it is something like you know where you're living in alaska um in the middle of nowhere with (laughs) ice road truckers or something i don't know it's (laughs) all like that's on that's what we're doing (laughs) reading and you know and i I meant to look up the last uh, or the the woman's name um but there there's a book series called um she had two called the housemaid and then the housemaid secret and her first name's Frida. And I can't remember her last name. I'm sorry. But then I got, she's got all these books and I got addicted, like really addicted. So I think I'm on like book six or seven of hers. And I think Kylie's looking it up. But um, yeah, the 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 two I started with was housemaid and they were really good. Um, what other things on uh, Barda House. So on your like going through stuff on Instagram, it's called the Barda House. She is excellent on encouraging you to minimize and get you know get your things down to a low roar um so yeah those are kind of the things i think
0: i need a silent scream not a low roar i know <laughs> yeah
3: well maybe that's it more did you find stuff my, gone. did you find my author
2: frida mcfadden that's
3: it oh i'm um, thank you frida mcfadden so uh, like uh, my kindle is just loaded with i think all her books right now so they're like super suspenseful and i like that
2: nice I like that there you go I
1: was going to say, Cindy, you are unforgettable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so is your husband, Scott. And so, <laughs> I said I can be forgettable
3: <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I am I'm kind of the obnoxious one so I don't know if <laughs> I your personality is not forgettable I don't know. Scott's
0: presence this is not, not forgettable <laughs> so we
3: make a great team yeah.
0: unless you have new babies in the household and and then, like yeah. Scott Miller yeah. and
3: no, ex- there's a struggle no oh excuses. we love Scott Miller, <laughs> love Scott Miller. <laughs> and now he's going to promote Briggs Family Chiropractic everywhere he time. goes everywhere I yes. go and Cindy Briggs PhD that's he my website So that's right yeah. and Webs-
1: er, and yeah. your uh, podcast, but yep. for those who are listening, this has been where we landed. Um, do like us uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, and thank you, Cindy, for being on thank today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.